to KEDP 91.1 FM Las Vegas, New Mexico. The time is 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Welcome, everyone, beloved listeners. You are welcome to John Bosco Today's Talk Show. If you are joining us for the first time, this is a radio program that I use my experiences to expose some life-challenging principles. Like Socrates of the ancient Greece, I stand as a godfly, in this radio talk show. I sincerely thank and appreciate my listeners that have always tried to listen to this program, to those that have had time to tune in on our last show, which was heard by this time last week Wednesday on the same station, KEDP 921.1 FM, Las Vegas, New Mexico. So last week, the central point of our talk was on accepting challenges that life throws at us, Today, we got a different thing. It's interesting to talk on African dishes, food, and folklore. With me today in the studio are some gentlemen and a lady who are grounded in the area. I will now allow them to introduce themselves. They will tell us their names, where they are from, country and tribe, and specialty at Highlands. So, over to you, our guest.
All right. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Odoka, um, for welcoming me. Um, I'm very happy to join you in this um, talk show. And <coughs> my name is Daudi Mlengela. Um, I'm coming from Tanzania, East Africa. I used to call it the the land of the Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, also, <coughs> today I will talk to you about Tanzanian eating etiquette. But um, before I can go on, um, I would like to mention my tribe, although I don't like to mention it so often. My tribe is her tribe. I'm coming from western side of Tanzania, um, where um, we are bordered with Burundi and Rwanda. My language is very much similar to the language of Burundi and Rwanda. So when they speak, I understand everything. That is my tribe. So today, I will not go deep um, in my tribe, but I would like to represent to you um, eating etiquette of Tanzania in general. Here um, in Vergas, um, from English department, I'm a graduate student, poetry major. So, Mr. Odoka, thank you very much for welcoming. Thank you, Mr. Dowdy, for telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. So, we go over to the second guest in the studio, to you. Okay, my name is Max Thank you, Mr. John Bosco, for this invitation. In order to allow me to discuss the African cuisine and the folk tales with respect to African culture. Uh, actually, I am from Nigeria. In Nigeria, we have three major tribes we have the Hausa, the Yoruba, and the Igbo. Unfortunately for me, I am from the Igbo speaking part of Nigeria. Nigeria is the most populous country in the whole of Africa. In Nigeria, like I said, we have the Yorubas, and I have a sister here who is from that area that will be giving us information about the Yoruba foods and the Yoruba folklore. Here in Highlands, I am studying chemistry. I am a graduate student of chemistry. And uh, as it stands now, this is my last semester. Soon as I'll be leaving Highlands to join the labor market. Thank you very much, Mr. Udoka, for inviting me to share my experiences with respect to African cuisine and folk tales. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Maximilian. So we have the lady in the house who will tell us who she is, where she's from, and what's her specialty at Highlands to you. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Marcy Adjishebutu. I am a graduate student from the English department. And I am here today to talk about um, the Nigerian cuisine as it relates to my tribe specifically which is the Yoruba tribe of Nigeria. Um, I am grateful for this opportunity because I, I love cooking a lot. So I'm glad to be talking about food. I mean, everybody wants to hear about food. So we're bringing it here. Thank you. Okay, so to our listeners, we have heard our guests in the studio who have, they all introduced themselves. 
where they are from, their tribes, and their spirituality at Harlem's. So let's begin with um, the lady in the house who, like she said, she's quite, um, she like she sees cooking as her passion. So now I believe that in Africa, you said you're from Nigeria and you're from the Yoruba part of Nigeria. Um, yes. So what food do you think has much significance in Nigeria that, for example, when people come to a Yoruba land, what food do you think that when you present to your guests or present to your visitors, it has some significance that, for example, you welcome or food that people use occasions like meeting, like funerals and stuff like that. So what food can you tell our listeners that have much significance from your tribe in Nigeria? Okay, thank you for that question. Um, as we have Nigeria, as Nigeria as a tribe still has a lot of compartments. I will call it compartments. There are different um, sub-tribes in my tribe. But the food I know that is common to all of us is what we call amala. It's like yam flour. It's like dried yam, yam that is blended into powder and made into a pudding. So that is what it is. And it's a very delicious food. And it's like, it's a respectable food to serve to your guests at any kind of gathering. And also to serve to elders. It's a sign of respect. I mean, we eat a lot of rice, but usually amala is what is served to elderly ones at a party or if they come visiting to your house. Okay, so uh, that's about Amala. You have described us, you have described to our listeners what this food is all about and what is served. So let's go over to Mr. Maximilian. Do you have like a similar food from your tribe in Nigeria or do you have something different from that? Uh, actually, in the Igbo speaking part of Nigeria, we have some food that have a lot of significances. Uh, for instance, when people come to your house, the first thing you offer to your guest is cola nut. Cola nut is a fruit. Actually, uh, the, the biological name, because of our listeners, is called Garcinia cola. That is the biological name, Garcinia cola. Then the English name is Bita cola. Now, when you offer somebody bitter cola or gasina cola, that shows that you have 100% wholeheartedly welcomed your guest. When you offer the person such a fruit, the next thing is the discussion will now continue or to start. The person will tell you why he's in your house and you people will continue. That is first and foremost. Now, the Another food again that have a lot of significance is called breadfruit. That breadfruit, actually, I don't know the biological name, but breadfruit is the English name. That one is very special to the Igbo speaking part of Nigeria. In fact, it shows how lovely you love the person who have come to your house. When somebody comes to your house and you offer him breadfruit, invariably it's just like offering the person diamond and gold. 
Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, let me go back to the lady in the house, just like a, uh, just like a, a quick question. You talked about the first food you talked about from your tribe was amala. Just a real quick, do you, this amala does it have like an English name, or is it just particularly to the Yorubas? Um, it's particular to us. If it has an, an English name, I have never heard of it. Okay, it's just amala. Okay, so Mr. Maximilian, you talked about breast food. Does it have like a tribal name, like in your tribe? Does it have like a specific name? Yeah, for our listener, that's why I did not mention the tribal name. The name is Okwa. When you mention Okwa to your visitor, the person will start jumping up and down because Okwa is not sent anyhow. Okwa is a seasonal food, very expensive. You don't eat it anyhow. So when somebody, an August visitor, comes to your house and you bring out an okra, it means that you love that person so much. And the women in my place, they are so in love with okra because it is a food that is specially meant for the elders. Though it got across all the whole age, but the bottom line is when you offer somebody okra, which is called breadfruit, Invariably, you love that person and cherish that person wholeheartedly. Like I said previously, it's just like a diamond and gold to my people. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Maximilian. Um, let's go over to the, the only man we have from Tanzania at Highlands, Mr. Dowdy. So, Mr. Dowdy, you talked about that you're from Tanzania. I, personally, I haven't been to Tanzania before. But I guess um, you can use this opportunity to tell us in Tanzania from your tribe. So um, what, what can you say that a food which has a relevant significance when people come to your house or when like people go to occasion, pe- food that people are always in love with when it comes to food? <clears throat> All right. Thank you, Mr. Odoka, for your question. Your question is very good. <clears throat> um, likewise, um, in my country, also, we have some vari- varieties of food, um, which um, we usually give to visitors and for ourselves. The first thing, um, when a visitor comes to your house, um, you warmly welcome him, and you tell him to feel at home, all right? Then, <clears throat> before anything happened, you have to give um, the food. Um the food which you um, you will give him is him or her is the food which you have cooked already because when you save your family you have to leave them some uh, in case of anything include, including visitors so if you don't have any and you don't have time to cook for them you can give them a drink like soda or other traditional um drink and if you don't have anything else, you will give them a cup of water to show them, oh, I don't have anything to offer for you, but I can give you water. And the water is life. All right. The first um, foods which we are always giving them is called ugali. Ugali is eaten all over Tanzania with almost every tribe in the country. And you can give them ugali with different um, stews. It could be meat, chicken, and beans. We like eating beans. Beans is the food which we always cook. Beans is always in our house. Despite other foods like chicken, meat, beans is like foundation. 
in a house, you know. So beans should be there. Um, what what are, are the questions? Okay, so uh, Mr. Dowdy, you talked about I could get from what you say that ugali is a central food. Mm-hmm. Though when somebody cooks food in Tanzania, the person has to like have a reserve in case the person has a visitor. Mm-hmm. Now this ugali, is it? Is the name tribal or does it is it a general name? Is it an English name? Our listeners might be interested to know. Like Messi's talked about that Mala doesn't have, she's not sure whether it has English name. Mr. Maximilian talked about that breast food has Igbo name, which is Okwa. This Ugali, is it Tanzanian or is it English? Thank you very much for your question, Mr. Odoka. Um Ugali is a Swahili word which um, different tribes adapted it as it is. Um, I don't know about English word of this Ugali, but um, I used um, to hear people call it tip porridge, tip porridge. That is a porridge which is thick, kind of, but for sure I don't know the English name of, of Ugali. Okay, so um, we have heard Messi, we have heard Mr. Maximilian, we have heard um, Daudi talked about um, significant food. We're going to go a little break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about whether this food, this our guests have talked about, has any ancestral origin, whether it has something of that nature. And from there, we're going to talk about African folktales and stuff like that. Thank you, and I hope to see you in a, in a while. I 
Okay, welcome back from the little short break we went to. So um, before we went on a short break, we talked about different answers, different food we got. So now, well, like we said before we went on break, we're going to talk about the ancestral origin of this food. We talked about, and the second thing we're going to talk about will be um, whether this food has any health benefit. And thirdly, we're going to look at since our guests have been a little while in the United States, whether they have seen any food similar to all these they have talked about. So let's start with um, Mr. Maximilian. Um, Abinicio, you talked about breadfruit or okwa, like you said. Um, what can you say? Does it have any ancestral origin? What is its health benefit? And since you have been in the United States for a while, um, have you seen any food similar to breadfruit or okwa, like you said? Uh, I thank you very much, Mr. Udoka. Uh, actually, the breadfruit, you know, you have different species. There are some breadfruit that are synonymous to the Western world. Our own breadfruit is traced back in the 17th centuries when our forefathers in Igbo tribe used this in as only food they have when they go work because many majority of them are farmers. So when they go walk and come back, especially during the March season, there is one dance season they call Okonko. So Okwa is being traced then because they come out during that, like, in the next topic is what? Folk tales. Good. So in the 17th centuries, our forefathers, during that time, Okwa is a special food. Like I told you, it's seasonal. During, during March, March, there is a festival period called Okonko which they used that okwa to entertain their world, gathering in the 17th centuries. And this particular okwa, as it can be, this particular breastfruit, as it's breastfruit, as it tongues, has a lot of health benefits. It contains protein. It's highly proteinous. Fat and oil. In fact, it's the only food in my area that have correct, balanced diet. It contains the seven balanced diet, as we all know in sciences. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, uh, I, I'm quite getting so in love with this okwa, but let's give um, Mr. Messi uh, uh, in the house a chance to tell us whether this, um, what is the food you talked about? Amala. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. So you tell yeah. us about this amala has any 
ancestral origin and what are its health benefits? And since you have been in the United States for a while, has there been any food that are similar to this, Amala? So over to you, Mercy. Um, okay. Um, thank you, Mr. Udoka. Um, I really, I'm not sure if Amala has any ancestral, like, origin. I know it's a, they've been eating it way before I was born. People still consume it a lot now. And um, basically, since it made, it's made from yam or plantain flour, it contains a high level of carbohydrates, which they believe would give you energy. So they used to make fun of people who eat like rice all the time. Like you're not going to be strong. You need to eat something strong, which is like the amala and stuff like that. So that's just what I know. And since I've been here, um, I think mashed potatoes can stand can stand with amala, but it's two different dishes. But it looks, that's just what it looks like, oh, a okay. little. Okay, just it's had a little similarity to yeah. mashed potatoes. Okay, yeah. Um, now we have the demand from Tanzania. Now, uh, over to you, uh, Mr. Dowdy. Um, do you think Ugali, did I pronounce it very well? Yeah, Okay. Exactly. Do you think this Ugali um, has any ancestral origin? And if yes or no, you could go further to tell us whether it has any health benefit. And Tolly, you can tell us, since you have been in U.S. for a while now, whether you have seen any food similar to this Ugali. So over to you, Mr. Dowdy. All right. Thank you, Mr. Odoka, for the second time. <clears throat> um, I don't, I'm not sure that Ugali has an ancestral origin. But what I am sure of is the food called Kiazikiku. In English, we call it yam. Yam is the only food that has ancestral um, origin, apart from ugali. And ugali is made up of corn flowers and cassava um, flowers and other kind of millets. The only, um, <clears throat> the only advantage of ugali in our body is it has a um, high level of carbohydrate. And since I have come here um, in the U.S., especially in Las Vegas, New Mexico, I have been um, living with people from Nigeria. I have been living with you guys. So I'm very happy to live with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy to have you. All right, thank you. Um, the food which I think is very similar to Ugali, I always like, they are always the same, not only similar, is Nigerian food, um, which is called gari, gari. I don't know if I pronounce it well, but it is gari. Yeah, it's it's like gari. People call that. Um, um, I don't know, Mr. Maxi. Can you be able to tell us whether gari has any sim- or any other name other than gari? Uh, I have people say that it's cassava flakes or any some stuff like that, or it's just gari. Yeah, actually, gari is not an English word. It is just uh, uh, what do I call it? Is peculiar to the people living in Nigeria. So, Gary English name is cassava flour. It's cassava flour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Mr. Dowdish, sorry for cutting you short. Can you be able to go more further than that? All right. All right. Even even the spelling and the how we pronounce it, we can find it is it it is like they are similar. Here it is Ugali, and for you guys it is Gali, almost the same. And another food um, which I find it is very much similar to ugari um, is pounded yam. 
also pounded yam, your food um, also is very similar um, to ugali. Do you Thank enjoy you eating much. those food? Oh, right. I enjoy because they tasted like ugali as well. Oh, yeah. I can see the smile on your face to mm-hmm. show that you really like All it. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. So um, apart from that, you know, have you seen any American food that is quite similar to this uh, ugali or not? Um. Thank you for the question. Um, I have seen kind of food which is like pounded Irish potatoes, something like that, which um, it looks like pounded yam for you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. And ugali for, lies, for us, um, I have seen it, though I don't know exactly what name it is. So uh, what you're trying to say is that if I come to Tanzania and people serve me ugali, it means that I'm highly welcome. Is that what it means? Yeah, that is what it means. Oh, uh, okay. So we are getting away from the first phase of the topic of today. So let's go to the second topic of the day before we can run out of time. So um, secondly, we're going to talk about... Um, African folklore. People can say it's folklore. People can say it's fairy tales. People can say it's African, you know, whatever, proverb or not. But it's not proverb. It's not aphorism. So um, let's go and start with um, Mr. Maximilian. So um, what, what can you say about African folklore? What is this ancestral origin? Why African folklore? Because our listeners who must have read Chinua Achebe must have seen a lot, a lot of you know some stuff like that. Because Chinua Achebe, uh, being an African and Nigerian writer, could have used similar stuff like that. So, what can you talk about African folklore in a GFE, Mr. Maximilian? Actually, uh, African folklore or African folk tales, they are stories. Mm. 